Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. You're listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast, presented by BetChrisCanada.net. This is the Hockey Betting Preview for Monday, March 23rd, and Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. And now, live from Las Vegas, the host of the Hockey Betting Podcast, Brian Blessing. All right, folks, hope uh, the weekend went well for everyone. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, Camp Stewart in beautiful Mississauga. It is beautiful, right? I wouldn't say that, Brian. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. Do you like gas stations, donut shops? Hey, is, is there a is there a tree or two there? <laughs> oh, you know, there's trees. Don't get me wrong. It's 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 a it's a cookie cutter kind of. You know, you know how it is, like, you know, gas station, Tim Hortons, gas station, Tim Hortons, strip mall. Like, it's kind of got that kind of feel to it. It's uh, very easily predicted. But, hey, it's not so bad. You know, it's okay. uh, lots well, of places to go. There is there is foliage and there is uh, creeks and lakes. I mean, I was going to say this from the guy that lived in Yellowknife. Oh, Yellowknife's beautiful. Like, it's got a big, uh, it's just easier to die in Yellowknife than, actually, no, it's, it's kind of a pick <laughs> You know, Yellowknife by animals more, Mississauga by a vehicle more. Bad drivers here. Well, I know you always rip those California drivers. Oh, the worst. Oh, we got like in this oh, but, well, like, everybody's it, driving up on curbs. Uh, buses are like these guys. Nobody knows how to drive here. It's all a bunch of people who just. Well, got buddy, I was going to say, listen, let me tell you, it's all about where you are. Um, okay. So now, you know, we're sitting here uh, 15 plus years in the Vegas deal. And yeah, you see the California plates and you cringe. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me tell you something, my brother. All the years I was in Buffalo, it was the exact same thing driving around Western New York if I saw an Ontario license plate. Oh, okay. So so people in Ontario are, are worse than people in – I don't know about that. Okay. Let, let's, just, let, let's just cut to the chase, Brian. People in California, when I've been in Vegas, they're worse than Ontario. And it's a little bit different when you're going from Ontario to Buffalo with the, the exits and things like that. you got to cut these people some slack. You know what I mean? They're, they're not. Well, they're looking around. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying. They don't, they're trying. They don't know well, the funny thing is, all these years ago, I, I, I never thought nothing of it. And then here I am turned into him with, like, you know, I'd see the Ontario plates. Oh, this guy's killing me. right? And, and that out here, it's like the California thing. They're so used to being stuck in traffic that when there's actually flow to the traffic and they're going 40 and everybody's going 80. Uh, but my dad, when I was a kid and we'd be driving around and his thing was whenever he, he'd get behind an old guy wearing a fedora or a hat, you know, like the old guys with hats, horrible drivers. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's a lot of bad drivers out here. Here, it's just uh, I don't know what to tell you, Brian. Like these people, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a place where you go to get fake drivers' licenses because they didn't take the test. Like the the underground uh, fake license world is doing very, very good here. That you grease the guy, you give him an envelope, and you could basically drive a car. But oh, over under percentage, uh, people twenty five and under. Or twenty five to whatever. What's the legal driving age up there? Eighteen? Sixteen, I think. Oh see, okay. All right. All right. In that window, over under percentage 
of those people that know how to do a K turn oh, in, in parts of the car. <laughs> I'm serious. I did very low, very low, very low. <laughs> These people are stooges, Brian. No, I, I'm telling you, it's the most dangerous place to drive in, in all of Canada. You don't want to come here with your car. It's it's bad. Buddy, what we're going to do, we're going to watch this professional segue. We're going to drive through the divisions. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll go by. We'll, we'll do a division recap grades uh, kind of deal in the next uh, little batch of gatherings we have. We're going to start with the Metro. But before we do that, buddy, you know, I was thinking about, you know, A, we want to get them back on the ice. We want it. We just want to get back to whatever. But. The calendar year, and they say they want to give out the cup, and you know, but there's got to be integrity, and they don't want it to impact next year. Well, their plan is this: is next year starts in November, so I don't, you know, how many games, how condensed, or how far, you know, does next year go? The plan on the front end, does it go into July and August next year? You know how that all shakes out. Well, we hope we have that problem to deal with. But the thing I was thinking about. And we were, and I'm always dead wrong. Is we're saying, well, you know, they could, they'll do the draft. You know, we could do the draft. The draft is scheduled in June, and then I'm like, no, you can't do the draft. You think of these teams that made uh, big deals, deadline day deals, that, with conditional draft picks, like you know, a third becomes a second if uh, you know the team makes the playoffs that the guy got traded to, or he achieves a certain amount of playing time or whatever it is how do you do a draft when so many of these picks that are out there are conditional based on the result of the season you're right you can't that's that, that's the problem buddy and uh, you know the more i thought about this it was like you know you're trying to be very optimistic but no you can't you can't do the draft you don't know where these teams are going to finish you still got to deal with the playoff scenarios there it's just yeah no it's uh more and more brian i was just you know what i mean on the weekend i started getting into betting australian rules football i got a couple games there boom they canceled uh, a couple of the tracks in New York, you know, Aqueduct's done. Uh, we, we played fairgrounds with the Louisiana Derby, and then it was done at the end of the card. So it's just one of these things, like, I don't know who's who's going to be left standing, but you bring up a great point. There's so many things that are co- conducive to uh, where a team finishes in this draft. You can't do it. Mathematically, it's impossible. So, yeah, no, I, I thought it was something we can deal with. It's, it's not like uh, the NFL draft where they just move it to a, a boardroom in New York City, which they're going to do, probably do, right? You being in Vegas – um, I got to believe, you know, that obviously the party's not happening anymore, but uh, it could go off. But hockey, it's a little more complicated with the deeper drafts, conditional picks and such. Hey, you know, it's a total off the chart thing uh, away from hockey for a half a second. Sorry, Mike, our beloved producer. But the NFL draft, Cam, I, I, I think it's going to be really cool. I get all the pops and buzzers and bells and whistles and it's a money grab and 300,000, and I know it was going to be here in Vegas, and they'll, they'll get it again down the road. But in a weird way, I think the NFL draft from a drama and a suspense thing where it's literally just guys on a phone, and it's like turning the clock back. It's almost a less is more kind of thing. I think, I think it, I, I'm going to find it really interesting because that's how it used to be. I, I wonder how you, young people would react to it where they're, they're used to the thing just being a three-ring circus. No, I, I'm with you, and I, I like it that way, too. And, yeah, what do you got? The guy with a phone and a couple members of his family there in a room? No, I, I prefer it that way, to be honest with you. It's going to be different. That's why I was kind of interested in seeing these sports, like watching a hockey game in front of no fans, and you could hear a guy, F you, you know what I mean? Like, all with the mic. It would be crazy just in the sounds that you have when something's hollow or 
an NBA basketball game, just squeak, squeak, with, with all the stuff and the guys talking instead of, of the fans there. The only thing is for college, you need the fans, you need the band and that stuff. I don't think it'd be good for college sports, but I was kind of looking forward to the pro sports with the empty arenas and the sounds, Brian, I'm with you. I think the NFL draft's going to be wild to begin with. And uh, I don't mind going in the hot tub time machine, taking a stroll back. No problem with me. You know, I'll tell you just a, a little hockey deal here. Uh, all the years in Buffalo, um, the TV station I worked at, they had season tickets. And it was called the, the lower the lower bowl were called the, the the golds. And their seats were incredible. They were the top row of the lower golds right on the blue line across from the Sabres bench. And literally the seats, you were about five feet above the glass. And you know, now all these games, you know, when when you go to it. It's like a rock concert, and everything's all blaring, and uh, you know, every down second there's some blaring thing on the jumbotron, and you know. But I'm telling you, back in the day, and and it's funny how sound travels. It's weird, but just your angles. But even in an arena where there's all this noise, as the crow flies, the guys were straight across from you, about you know, 150 feet across the ice. I mean, literally, you could hear them yapping at each other. And I, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, you know, the stuff they'd say to each other. But you, you could hear it down there in this day and age with all the, all the blaring noise. You, you don't hear it. It's one of the coolest things about, about being at a game. I mean, the the oh, sounds yeah. and the glass shaking. Oh, yeah. But when you can hear them talking, oh, my God. Your face in. I'm going you're, you're, to rearrange your face. You're going to have teeth on the ground. No, I used to love that stuff, too. It was great when you had a good seat to hear it, but you're right, Brian. It's just it's it's just like a, a sound contract. Things have changed, right? You know, what I mean? it's it's a different world we're living in. But uh, that's kind of the one positive, I guess, from everything with the sports. It's kind of be going old school, and I kind of me and you, we're we're not old, old, old guys, but I kind of I like it old yourself. school. Yeah, <laughs> easy smokestack. <laughs> <laughs> you still got a couple years on me, buddy. But uh, no, it's all good. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things, Brian. It's just uh, I, I don't mind it, and I think sometimes. When I go to these games, like Vegas does it right. There's nothing worse when you do it kind of middle grade and bad. Like that's that's the thing. It's just I go to too many Leafs games, and I got to be honest with you. I think the whole production value of their broadcast is a joke. Like it's just they, they need to really change things up. They just assume, hey, people are going to do this stuff. And with the, you know, with all these things happening now in the way, and I expect the fans to come back. But I think, you know, Vegas was one one year into the league, and they already figured it out where these other teams have been doing it for years after years. And they kind of took it for granted. That's what I'm saying. All right, brother. Let's give out some grades. You, you, you got your dunce cap or your professor <laughs> cap? I don't know. I don't know what we got. Let's. Uh, yeah, grades. That's what I told you, Brian. And the last year of school, it's like, do you want to go to school? No, I just took all my spares so I could go like work at the golf course and make a little bit of money on the side. So yeah, grades. You know, we'll hand out some grades. Hey, it's our chance to get even. Our chance to get even with teachers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, what do we want to, want to go in order? Let's go we'll start Metro. With the East. Metropolitan? Sounds yeah, good to let's me. let's go Metro. The Caps, 41-20-8. Currently a one-point uh, lead over the Flyers, who are on a Tootsie Roll. Uh, last 10 games, 4-3-3. Four, three, and three. But, you know, to this point, I'll, the one thing I would say, I you know, firm B-plus for me for the Caps, the the one and I think it's getting a little better and it's the time of year. Remember the beginning of the year, Cam? They were playing, they were playing track meet hockey 
and leaving Holpe on an island, and they were just a dead-over team in the first, whatever it was, two months of the season. I think they're starting to shore things up in their own end a little bit and starting to get, you know, they, I think they were rounding into uh, playoff form, and, and they had a race on their hands. But I, I like what they've done across the board. Here's the thing, Brian, though. I still look at these guys. I'm going to give them a, a B-minus. They should be the cream of the crop in the Metro. You know, I get it. When you win a Stanley Cup, it's just it's a hard sport to replicate due to the physicality. But you said it. To give up 215 goals, I, I take a look. So, you know what I mean? That's third worst uh, in the division. That's the thing. Uh, Holtby hasn't been great. You're right. Lately, they've been better. Uh, I think that Ovechkin 500 thing was a real problem for them. That's like, a good he, point. He started that's thinking a, about, oh, yeah. this and that. And, so that was a nightmare for that whole situation. About a month. Bad hockey. Yeah, it, right? took about, it was about I, a month. I would say a month. Like, we probably give them, you know, maybe an A-, minus, but due to the Ovechkin uh, milestone stuff, things really changed for the Washington Capitals. So I got to believe, you know, they're going to shore up. You're right. They have too much talent not to be, be good. But, you know, a, a B- minus for me, I still think their defensive – inefficiencies can hurt them they have a differential plus 25 goals but giving up 215 they're too good for that um Holtby he's been good and I gotta be honest with you when they put Samson off luggage in there I thought he was going to be a lot better so we'll see we'll see what happens if there is a season and they get get to the the playoffs Uh, I'm not just gonna give the Washington Capitals carte blanche I think uh you know there's a lot of work that they they need to do still and uh I'm not going to anoint them uh, champions just yet B minus nor am I but I I mean I will say this, and the reason I say B plus, it, maybe that's a tad juicy, uh, but you know, there's no Stanley Cup hangover with these guys. They they just soldier on and they do their thing. Uh, now this one is in- intriguing. I want to say A, but I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll go. I'm gonna go B plus again on the Flyers because I think a terrific overachievement. Uh, there's a home. Home road dichotomy, I mean, nothing wrong with being a – this is the definition of if you had a plan, hey, we want to be dominant at home and be at least a 500 club on the road. That's exactly what they are. They're one over 500 on the road, 25, 6, and 4 at home. Um, but in terms of what you're dealing with there, and they're on a dead-hot streak and a heater right now, but from an overachievement perspective, full marks to the Flyers. I mean, B-plus. No, I've given them an A, and I almost want to give them an A+. Plus. Like, they're, get, they're about as perfect as you can get. You're going to tell me the Flyers are, are basically, what, what are they, right, with the Capitals right now? Come on, Brian. Like, this is crazy. These guys got 89 points. The Capitals got 90. If you were just, uh, you know, projecting at the start of the year, they'd probably be around, you know, 6-7, almost, almost dead last in this Metro division. Sean Couturier is one of the most underrated players, and things with the Flyers have changed. What have always been their weakness? Hey, the goaltending. Every single year. When they used to battle Pittsburgh, battle of Pennsylvania, oh no, here come the goaltenders. The Flyers, they could score five, they'll give up seven. Now Carter Hart has figured it out. These guys are nine and one in their last 10 games. Their home ice advantage is 25, six and four at home, and they still are above 500 away, 16, 15, and three. I got to give the Flyers an A. I almost want, you can't give them an A plus, but it's real close. Right now, these guys are the scholars in the Metro Division, and they have aging players that have really found their knack. I love what Philadelphia is doing. I'm not even a Flyer fan, but I'm telling you guys, if you like futures and you could have got a bomb on these guys, big, big price. Watch out for the Philadelphia Flyers. They're a team nobody wants to deal with right now. All right. Uh, you talked me into it. And the only – because I, I just went and quick, did a quick scan around the league, and I would only have four A's. 
And I just, you know, that's if that's migrating yeah, system. You're, you're, t- you're tough. I, I respect that. Oh, you know that. what? They, they absolutely qualify uh, in terms of just the personnel they have and what they've done, where they reside, because honestly, uh, at the beginning of the year, I, I would have said to you, six a defined coin flip to get in the playoffs, let alone yeah. what's up now. Yeah, look at the eight teams in the Metro. Where would, where would you have put them? Probably around six or seven. Like, you'd have them at the bottom. Think about it. Carolina's oh, they had the Islanders ahead of them. Yeah, Carolina, up here, Carolina Columbus. So they'd be battling with the Rangers and New Jersey for last spot in the division. All right, fair point. Put Philly. A, uh, put the A in the report card. Don't be so hard on these guys. All right. Well, this, this was an A. Of, uh, the, I agree. They had a great it start. Was. Test, and then as we progressed, I don't know if these guys took a break, smoked one at the intermission because things have gone downhill, Brian. Well, you're you, right. you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I listeners. do know who you're talking about. about. The Penguins. Yeah, Penguins. This they were acing the test. All the injuries, no Crosby, yeah. Malkin was out. Um, they've, they've hit a bit of a, a real rough patch here of late. Uh, but I, I would say to you, Cam, uh, just to be where they are today, comfortably in. I mean, the, the last wild card, they have a five point lead on the last wild card. Uh, so, if you would say comfortably in, with all the injuries they went through, I mean, they were. It was an incredible story. I thought it was the best. Honestly, I thought it was the best story in the first half of the NHL season. The way they were winning with who they were throwing out there. No, I agree with you. Uh, they were, they were getting an A on the report card. Now it's a B. I couldn't believe they were winning the games without Crosby. Still no Jake Gensel, one of the better players in the league, yeah. too. They had so many guys out. You know, Malkin comes in and out of the lineup as well. I think Latang was nicked up. Uh, yeah, Latang was nicked up. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, these guys were acing the test. And then, then they had that West Coast trip, and things got a little bit weird for Pittsburgh. You're like, what the hell's going on with these guys? Still, you know, you talk about uh, recent form, three and seven in their last ten, but to have 86 points and only be – four back of Washington with the injuries that they have. They've, the staff has done a great job. I'm with you. I'll give them a, a straight-up B. It was an A, but, uh, you know, never count these guys out. It's interesting, too, uh, you know, uh, at home, 23-8-4. They're, they're, they're a rock-solid hockey team, Brian, but things got really, really interesting. When they started losing games to bad teams and not scoring, I was like, is, are the wheels falling off? But it's a long season. Everybody goes through it, and they went through their rough patch, and they look like they're eventually going to get it together. Carolina is a, a weird one for me. I'm. I, I'll say this. I'm, I'm not going to give them a B. I can tell you I, that, buddy. Well, I was going to say C plus B minus, but but what you know what I was going to tell you? I thought they get in. Maybe there's there's chance for the Islanders to change something around. But I, I will tell you if we get back to hockey, I think this is a dangerous hockey. Team. I I you know they they've got the leadership. There's just something about them. I mean, I you know Jordan Stahl's a stud, but I mean, you sit there and you go down that roster, the Justin Williams of the world, and now they've got Brady Shea. Don't sleep on that addition. I, I, no, think, I like that addition. I think Carolina can be sneaky, real good. I, if the goal, they get in, if they get in, and that's the thing. They get a C for me because they have the talent with their forwards, and I know they had the goaltender problem, and, ooh, you know, we get the Zamboni driver and stuff, but Carolina hasn't been as good as I anticipated them to be. Take a look at their home record. They used to be a great home team. They're 19-12-2, and 
and 19, 13, and three. And another fact that people need to look at, take a look at their shootout record. They're five and oh in shootouts. That's an extra five points there for 81. If they didn't do that, they'd be in big trouble right now. I'm not going to give Carolina any type of credit. I think they should be better than that. And uh, I know they've had no, but they've had problems on the back end with their injuries. I get it. I expect more from Carolina. They were a team that I thought would take a, a big step. I'm I'm sorry. I can't C plus. See? I'll give you the same grade, Brian. But uh, all right. Well, see, the funny thing is, I would have at the beginning of the year. I said, "Yeah, that was all." You know, they they were no, doing. They had well, great players on their team. Though. I know, but they, they were doing the post game skull thing and all that stuff. But I'm like, eh, you know, was that an anomaly? Was you know, was it a fun thing? And but you, you know what though, hidden in here, Cam, why I think they're really dangerous. They're nineteen, thirteen, and three on the road. They have virtually the exact same record at That's home. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's you know, weird. So you'd expect them a play, to have a Philadelphia play, home record instead. But in a playoff series, that ability to win on the road means a lot. Great, great point by you. And you're right. You got to look at. I like teams that could win on the road. I will agree. I'm just not sure if the injuries with their defensemen are catching up, Brian. And yeah, that's a great call. You got Brady Skate. That guy's so underrated. Like it's it's good. They've had they've had Dougie Hamilton out for a while. Pesci. These are very very good defensemen, if not like above average guys. But I find it interesting too. Say things went a little bit different in the shootout, and they were zero and five. Brian, that's five points right there. They'd have seventy six points instead of eighty one. And take a look at the next team on the list where they stand in their record and how things could be different for them. I'm talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I would, I, I'm telling you, buddy, I'm giving them a firm B+. Plus. I know, agree. T- I almost, I'll give them a B plus. They weren't even supposed to be here. I, th- I mean, they mortgaged the future. I mean, Tortorella, one of the best coaching jobs this guy's ever done. Um, you know, they, they, you know, they had to, you know, play Blue Christmas every game because they went to Elvis as the goalie. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 you know, honestly, I mean, remarkable. They're even in the discussion, I think. And You're, Yeah, no, I agree. with Listen to this. The Columbus Blue Jackets are 33-22. They got 81 points, okay? 81 points. They're 0-4 in shootouts. Carolina's 5-0. So that think about that. They're tied with Carolina right now. They gave away their whole future. You talked about it, Brian. They've had injuries with their star players. Panarin plays for the New York Rangers right now. Adkinson's been out. How the hell are they doing this? Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't even mention that. They're doing this with Elvis, Merzlikens as their goalie, and and, and Seth Jones, one of the best defensive players, if not one of the best total uh, total package players in the NHL, he's amazing. How is Columbus doing this? The fact that they're not sitting with New Jersey with 68 points or less, and they have 81, makes me almost want to give them an A-, minus. but I will give them a B-plus blessing. We are doing the exact same uh, you know report cards here because Columbus deserves a lot of respect. And you know what? I'll give them full marks because I thought they would be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Funny thing is, I mean, this – this Islanders team was a B plus. Yeah, they're getting a bad grade. Oh, hold B. on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Calm down, boy. We got time on our hands. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, what, am I, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's the rush part? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I'm like, what am I doing? Yes. Sorry, Brian. I was it was a. They were a B plus for the first half of the season. Yep. And. Uh, they are in free fall. I mean, this is Thelma and Louise holding hands. The seven-game losing streak. They're offensively challenged. Even Trotz can't figure out what's going on with them at the moment. I, I it's a, I, I, you, you can't. I don't know. You can't give a, a D to someone that's twelve games over five hundred. But I'm going C minus. Yeah, I almost want to give them a D. 
the Islanders this should be much better than this. It, it, it's shocking to me, actually, how Brian, a few weeks ago before, you know, when we were in Vegas spending time together talking about great future bets and, you know, you had your ticket with the Islanders. I talked to the guy, you know, when I was at the hotel at the sports book, oh, we're getting the Islanders at almost 20 to one in the East. And now, you know, you don't want to be anywhere near these guys. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing. I like Barry Trotz. He is one of the best coaches. But one thing I think we can kind of attack him on, and I don't like to because I love the man, is the way he's handled the goaltending. Um, Grice is not as good as he once was. He, he, he is struggling a lot more. I, I believe he should have gone to the one goalie system a hell of a lot more, but he's been very loyal because Grice was very good to him before, but I, I just disagree with it. And they don't have that one goal score. They have a bunch of grinders, but nobody's really stepped up. You said it, they're offensively challenged. I think they overpaid for Andy Green. Um, I'm just looking at this team right now going, meh. You know, the Islanders with 80 points, it's, it, they should be way better than this. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, are they going to get it back? I don't know. Or maybe this is who they are, Brian, because remember before last year, we were like, wow, the Islanders are overachieving. They don't really have that much talent. Maybe this is just who they are. And no offense to Barry Trotz, he can't go on the ice and score goals for these guys. So I'm with you, C-. minus. All right. I'll tell you, we nailed uh, these guys in in the preseason. Uh, the Rangers, you know, it's funny, the Devils made all the offseason splash, uh, you know, you, the, the moves they made, uh, and isn't that great how oh, they got Gusev and they got Subban, and, yeah. just, and yeah. then, okay, the Rangers got Panera, and we're going, well, all right, the, the, everybody's going nuts about the Devils, but to me, it was there was no contest. The Rangers would be better because they had goaltending. So that was a starting point, but I will tell you, Cam, I'm giving these guys a firm B plus. I agree to be at this stage of the season. Uh, they've played. They got twelve games left, and they are literally two points out of a wild card for the Rangers. Arguably, if if life had continued on, to be playing meaningful games in March. You, I don't think you could ask more for these guys, and and maybe maybe they would have would have, and maybe down the road they can kick the door down and find their way in. But I, I, I think a terrific season. Yeah, I'm going to go even a little bit A minus. I'm with you. B plus, A minus. I'm going to go A minus. What the Rangers are doing is absolutely fantastic. They're getting better quicker than we thought. We love Panarin. Kreider was an absolute beast. He got hurt for these guys. And, you know, it's all about King Lundquist. But the the other goalies that they have have been fantastic. And Chesterkin got in that car accident, Brian. Like, all the young players that they have in this team, they're just getting better and better and better. And let's call it out for what it is. Zabanajad, I like this guy in Ottawa. He was a good player, but he's turning into like an absolute stud, getting them in bunches. And you know what? That's what he is in the modern game, a fast sniper. Let's give the Rangers total credit. And I'll give us a little bit of a Barry Horowitz. We've been wrong before, but we've been right. I remember at the start of the year, we looked for a prop bet. The Devils were like minus two and a half points or something. Remember when we were doing our preseason thoughts, we said the Rangers could be better than the Devils. And we didn't like the defensive moves the Devils made. Right now, the Rangers got 11 points up on the Devils. They played one more game. They got 79 points. New Jersey's got 68. A minus for the New York Hockey Rangers, buddy. I, I give this team a lot of credit. They've done a great job. And, uh, you know, I don't know. No, the sky's the limit with them. In a couple of years, they're going to be very dangerous like the Ottawa Senators. All right, wrap it up in the Metro with the Devils. I, I think I'd, I'd just say it, it is what it's like, eh. So, eh, would be a C. Uh, they're playing better, 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10. The problem was 
They didn't have goaltending in the beginning. I got to tell you, Blackwood's turned it into a pretty decent goaltender. And you know what, guys, they compete uh, of late. I, I mean, I said, the problem is we're dealing with what we're dealing with on the ice. I, I think, you know, from a management perspective, they had a coaching change. They haven't run for the bus. I mean, I, you know, I was, I wasn't doing a cartwheel about all those moves they made. I, I didn't, I didn't think they were huge difference makers. You know what? It is what it is. They are what I thought they'd be. So I'll say, see, I agree. Yeah. This is the thing. We didn't think they were going to be great. They got all the hype at the start of the year where the Rangers didn't get any. Um, they're they're going to get better. I'm with you. I, I like Mackenzie Blackwood. I think he's got a good future for the Devils. They do have some good younger players, but the start the start of the year was horrendous. And I tell you, nothing against PK Subban. As I mentioned, it was a horrible acquisition. Uh, it felt more like a PR move. You don't need an offensive defenseman, New Jersey. You need somebody that can protect your goaltending that has its deficiencies. So you're right, though. And we talked about it. New Jersey's actually made us money as plus two twenty, two forty dogs beating Washington outright. You talk about it, 6-2-2 two, and two in the last 10. They've been playing better. They're competitive. They're one of those teams. They'll lose, but they'll give you a fight when they lose. So, you know what? They're the New Jersey Devils, exactly what you said, Brian. They are who we thought they were. 69 games played, 68 points. Sounds about right. Last in the division. See, that's what the Devils get. And uh, better things down the road for New Jersey, for sure. All right. And, you know, I'll wrap it up with, I'll give you an A- minus because I want you to have something to strive for. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wish, I wish we That's had very the kind actually, Brian. I, was, <laughs> I want, I want the games back. Uh, I, I think, I think we were making timely calls to the butcher. We were, we were picking dogs. Uh, I think we had a good read on it. So, you know, I mean, it's always it's, it's a it's a results oriented deal. It's you know, yesterday doesn't matter. So. I'll give you an A minus on the premise that we got work to do here when this comes back. How's that? Hey, I'll give you I'll I'll give I'll give you a straight up A just for dealing with me and my BS all the time there, Brian. I know it could be frustrating, uh, but anyway, I love you doing this are the you, buddy. <laughs> Cam, and, and I'll give Mike a good grade for dealing with both of us. Uh, Ethernet cable, Brian. When you you sound like you're doing the show in uh, a Las Vegas mine, Mike uh, has the patience. <laughs> To, to deal with you and Darren for dealing with all of us and uh, everybody that works on the show, they get an A plus. We get uh, uh, so well. Let, let's give the crew uh, the best grade of all. Cam, you light up my life. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, yeah, remember, remember. yeah, you can tell there's no more sports anymore. This is getting pretty sad. But I guess we'll do the Atlantic next time. Yep. Brian. There's a couple yep. teams in the Atlantic. I'm going to give. Uh, Failures too. They're going to have to come oh, back I, to summer school. There, oh, we got, we have the we have the range. We have the range from A to F in the Atlantic. Let me tell you, pal. Oh, big time, big time. He's Cam Stewart. I'm Brian Blessing. Glad you're hanging in there with us. Uh, dishing out grades this week on the Hockey Betting Podcast. Hey, folks, this is Brian Blessing. Hope you're enjoying the Hockey Betting Podcast. We have a couple chuckles. Try to get you a lot of winners. Hey, we hope you like what you're hearing. And if you do, hit the subscribe button and give us a review. Give us a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the hockey and keep coming back to the Hockey Betting Podcast. The handicapping and sports odds information contained on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please confirm the wagering regulations in your jurisdiction as they vary from state to state, province to province, and country to country. Using this information to contravene any law or statute is prohibited. 
The podcast is not associated with, nor is it endorsed by any professional or collegiate league, association, or team. This podcast does not target and is not intended for an audience under the age of 18. If you think that you have a gambling addiction, stop this podcast now and please seek help. Gambling and betting on sports is a form of entertainment and should be about having a good time. But when done excessively, it may negatively affect other areas of a person's life, such as their physical and mental health, school or work performance, finances, and or interpersonal relationships. At BetChrisCanada.net and the Hockey Betting Podcast, we're concerned about the addiction that gambling may cause. And for this reason, we encourage everyone to practice responsible gambling, an approach to gambling that helps you ensure that it remains an enjoyable activity. Here are the main principles of responsible gambling. Don't think of gambling as a way to make money. Always gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Set limits and stick to them. Never chase losses. Don't gamble when you're depressed or upset and create a healthy balance. Always be aware of how much time you spend gambling or thinking about gambling. And do not allow gambling to cause you to miss out on time with family and friends or time spent on other activities you enjoy. By following these guidelines, gambling can be a good time and great entertainment. If you feel at any time that your gambling is taking away from important areas of your life, is causing you stress or depression, or is leading to financial losses that are beyond your control, please reach out for help. Learn more at ResponsibleGambling.org.